This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby and Max Rushton. And this is the H&J... Pardon? This is the H&J Daily. I don't normally struggle with that. Uh, Which is some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by Rupert Bell in isolation, having come back from uh, Dubai. And uh, he joined us to talk a bit of golf. But uh, really, we just wanted to check in with him, see if he was okay. Yeah, very interesting updates on his local shop, on his dog's Twitter account. You'll find out all of that. Yeah, you certainly will. We spoke to the Reverend Nick Bromfield, uh, who is uh, using a uh, cardboard cutout of Peter Crouch for uh, social distancing purposes in his church and he told us a little bit about that we had a conversation about various things didn't we really covered some ground and I think that's essentially it here it all is good afternoon everyone good afternoon Max good afternoon Paul yes I uh, was sad to, to not be on air for deadline day because it gets me all of a quit I get so excited yeah. about you know possible loan moves for players to MK Dons and <laughs> you know I, I don't know I, do you know how sort of X Factor was good once you know like <laughs> you know there was the sort of Alexandra Burke journey south years yeah. where you thought I'm really into this I really love the backstories and you know someone's great granddad's dying wish was for me to you know hit the high note on life on Mars with a jazz backing track and, you know, and I was like, I was so into it. What, during it. Bowie Week? Uh, yeah, I think during Bowie it's Week. Bowie <laughs> Week. <laughs> exactly. How will Ryland do on Bowie Week? You know, yeah. and I, so I did get... Well, carried- he does time. I think that made it quite difficult, really. <laughs> that was quite a difficult... Well, it's a live show. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to do time. I'm, no, you're not. I've just... Yeah, anyway. Anyway, so so there was a time where, you know, mm. I was I was part, you know, the Rubinho for 30 million in the last minute or Berbatov going somewhere. I was like, this is great. But, you know, yesterday when it was, you know, Will Ainsley make and Niles go to West Brom or Southampton I found it hard yeah. to, to you know to get my sort of to get a sweat on you know to get into a sort of furious excitement about the whole affair yeah. you know I don't yeah, know is it I just know. me I know we're part of it we're part of it well I, 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 I kind of I have, to, I have to whip myself into some kind of lather <laughs> really <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got to be committed to it and look you always hope this is the thing I think people hope against hope that their team's going to do a little bit of business and suddenly out of left field will come this amazing deal you weren't expecting yeah. there is nothing better isn't it about sort of 8, 9 in the evening when someone, someone says 
we're getting a whisper that this, but they may run out of time, and it is quite big, and it still yeah. has the power to excite. But somebody said, you know, blistering shock, late news, Minamino might go to Southampton. You're like, well, yeah. is that blistering? Is that is it sensational? Guy who looks half decent, but hasn't really done a whole lot, going to a team not quite <laughs> as good as the one he was at. I don't know. <laughs> I did look at all the transfers though this morning. Yeah. One nice thing is to think of players who you thought were 100 years old who are still playing for, like Nicky Maynard, Mansfield to. Newport, yeah, and David New- David Nugent going to Tranmere. Oh, it's a beautiful David- line. I do, the um, um, let me just find it for you. This is uh, James Harkin, who's the head elf for the QI elves, right? And uh, no such thing as a fish podcast that he often pops in with the gang now mm-hmm. and again when they've got stuff on. He's Tranmere fan. He said, "Delighted that uh, we've just signed uh, da- David Nugent. Not saying he's old, but he's only had one shot this season, and it was a Pfizer. <laughs> Very good, James. Uh, the best Very tweet good. I saw. The best tweet I saw on Deadline was um, um, a guy called Michael Luff or Lau, and yeah. just said it uh, looks like Danny Graham is set to remain on Wearside. Uh, therefore, I feel it's my duty to remind you that if Danny Graham makes eight more league game, eight more league appearances without scoring, goalkeeper Mark Poom will have a better goals to game ratio <laughs> than Danny. Wow! Um, now we we lost to Tottenham fans. I think very sad last night to lose a, a much loved player in Jedson Fernandez. Uh, yes. When the book comes yeah. to be written about uh, the Levy years, it may well be called the wrong Fernandez. <laughs> I think we knew quite early on that Jedson was not in Bruno's. Um, uh, skill set really he wasn't quite in his same stratosphere yeah. I mean to be fair to Jensen <clears throat> in every way he looks a footballer except yeah. for the sort of achieving anything on the pitch well look he, he clearly came you know came from Benfica he came from a good club and was highly rated but for whatever reason he got limited game time and there was a reason for that as well he did look a little bit lightweight he did look a bit lost whenever mm. he came on yeah. in games and uh, something we're going to get you going on this afternoon. One of the guys I go to Tottenham with, Rob, started to call him Slippers. He just said one day, here he comes, here comes Slippers. And uh, the root of that, really, we kind of knew what he meant because it looked like he was playing every game in carpet slippers. Now, you'd often say, they would say, well, the, the great players always had that lightness of touch. They looked like they were... It's not a good thing in this case because... You may have had a dream in the past that you you look down and you're wearing the kit of the club you love and you're just running out onto the pitch and in the dream you're thinking, this is it. This is the moment when I play for the club I love. And then you look slightly further down beyond the kit and you are wearing a pair of carpet slippers (laughs) and you've got to play the whole game in and it would affect your touch. It would, yeah. It would affect the fact you couldn't really put your foot in, you couldn't run that much, you couldn't strike the ball... That's why we called him Slippers, because uh, he wore white. He did these kind of these very bright white boots that really got dirty, and it did look like he was playing in a pair of carpet slippers. We will miss him. He put Marine to the sword. He put them in their place. Yeah, they put and a good think, shift against. We think Marine, that day he, he? he maybe found his level, but um, we wish him well. He's 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 moved on. Surprised really that Tottenham weren't prepared to spend forty-two million pounds <laughs> on him. What a surprise that was! But anyway, have you got a pet nickname for a player that uh, that has played for your club? It could be. One of the wags who sits near you in the ground, or one of your number, or even you yourself, and you've, it, no one—it doesn't really get any traction anywhere else. Just amongst you and your mates who watch the game. So, if you've come up with little pet names for players, positive or negative, do let us know this afternoon. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. You can text to eight ten eighty nine or tweet to TSH and J. On the slippers question, I was posed this question a, a while back, and I don't know the answers. <clears throat> City, obviously, the mm. best team in the country at the moment, right? Yeah. What team do you think City could beat 
if they were if they had to wear mm. suits and suit shoes. So how far so down level? How far down the pyramid? So the suits, they, so the club suit, they the club turn up in the club suit, suit yeah. with a, like the one Mancini used to wear with a big city yeah. badge on they it. They turn up, they don't have kit, and they're like, it, they're late because the coach yeah. is late. They've literally got to go straight on the pitch. They're in suit shoes and full suits. Would they beat a team in League One? Because it's slippy, isn't it? Wow. I mean, what do you think? Surely we've got to put. Couldn't we try that? some sort of experiment? I mean, you'd have to get a, a Premier League side to commit. I can't see Pep. Agreeing to that at the moment. Why isn't Pep? If you want to set the level, no fun is he? If you want to set, if you want to set the level to uh, who City would be, uh, who could they beat? Uh, let us say know. probably Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably discover that in the League Cup final when they think, now we won't get lads. It's Spurs. We won't get change. Um, so um, there was yeah. there was one other transfer uh, that you may have missed because it was at eleven thirty last night. Wow. A player who I'd not heard of. Uh, so you know, forgive my ignorance. Called Niskins Cabano. I've heard of Niskins Cabano. Well, Fulham yeah. to Middlesbrough. Yeah. I did think. Of all the pressure for your dad to, uh, your parents to put on you by calling, giving you the first name of Niskins, mm. and I've looked it up. He was, you he know, was named, named after him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Niskins. Yeah. You know all of this already, obviously, because you're the Oracle. But <laughs> quite a lot. Well, I've, of seen him, I've seen him turn out for Fulham last it's, year. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wonder: is there anyone? Was anybody called Pele listening? You know, just in the vain hope he might be quite good at football. It doesn't matter how good Niskins Cabano gets. Yeah. He's not going to be as good as Niskins, he's, is he? He's probably not. No, that's, oh, a, that's, that's a very a good big point. big pressure on Niskins Cabano, but I wish him all the best <laughs> at the Riverside. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Uh, now, Paul, would you like the secret to eternal youth? Well, yeah, I'm not going to say I mean, no. You I mean, I say you I'm look... not going to say no. You're all right <laughs> if if, you, you, if you've got it. Well, I think you look pretty good. Yeah. I, I think you're doing pretty well. To yeah. be honest, anyway, the secret to eternal youth is to steer clear of alcohol and beauty products. Says Morton Harkett oh. uh, from Aha. Immortal Harkett is the headline. It's <laughs> um, a good headline. Uh, the Aha singer uh, who was fawned Although over. it's misleading because you know he might be looking good now, but I think immortality well, is pushing it a bit. Isn't well, it? the thing is, there is a picture of him in 1986, and there's a picture of him now, and he definitely looks older now yeah. I don't want to be a letdown but it says here the uh, he says being a heartthrob at 61 is embarrassing it is worth pointing out that he he looks younger than Mike Duxbury imagine I what believe. it's like for Andy at 67 <laughs> being a heartthrob <laughs> he, he's absolutely embarrassing. right embarrassing I see 61 is obviously the one he's, yeah. he, he, he's his age is one Mike Duxbury. Yeah, he's I mean, one He's Mike looking Duxbury. better than Mike Duxbury. So anyway, uh, that's the secret to eternal youth. Although, as I've already suggested, it's not actually, it's not real. No, it's, it's not real, not, Paul. It's no, There's no it's, such thing. It's it's not. Um, anyway, um, we, we were asking you earlier on off the back that uh, Jadson Fernandez, you just left Spurs after a fairly sort of undistinguished little period on loan, um, was called by my mate Rob Slippers because mm-hmm. it did look like, not in a good way, he was playing his football in a pair of carpet slippers. He was basically just wearing the wrong footwear. So have you got a little pet name for players? Darren's quite bitter. He said, Joel Linton, I just call him Joe because he doesn't deserve to sound Brazilian. <laughs> That's very bitter, isn't it? It's not fair, is it? Um, uh, on the, do you remember I said the, the chap called Niskins, and Niskin Cabano's going yeah. to Middlesbrough. And it's a bit hard if your first name's Niskin. You know, you're not going to be as good as your own these kids. It's fair to say the parents of um, Leeds had two young kids called Ronaldo Vieira and Romario Vieira. Yeah, uh, they definitely rolled the dice on them being professional footballers. Says Mark. Um, I've got a I've got a letter to the Daily Star mm. that I'd I'd like to read to you, Paul. I don't oh, know okay, if thank you. May you, not yeah. have thought this through. It's uh, re- regarding vaccinations. And obviously we all want to get vaccinated as quickly as we all can. Charlton Gary has posed a question to the mm. Daily Star. <laughs> if I commit a crime and go to prison, will I be able to get my vaccine early? <laughs> Says Charlton Gary. 
I think he's might give them the game away. I think the police might be watching Charlton and Gary now. No, we don't want people getting banged up so they can have the vaccination. We're going to have to keep going. Well, I want to rub this. Ocean's Eleven's a different movie, isn't it? Well, (laughs) we get it done. I just don't know if we're going to get vaccinated or not. But it was nice of Charlton Gary. In a way, the honesty I do like from Charlton Gary on that. We don't know the answer to the question. Please don't commit any crimes. Mm. And we we might talk about Manchester United later on. Apparently, are, are too nice. Oh, yeah. Did absolutely. you see that yeah, stuff that. about they're just that. too nice to refs? This comes off the back of the fact that uh, they just had the old sort of reports come in on their game against Sheffield United. And the, basically, the, the PGMO have admitted that both the decisions, the key decisions in that game, the first uh, goal I'm not having it. Um, should have been chalked off. And the Harry Maguire one where he jumped with Ramsdale should have been allowed. And the, the most annoying thing about it, what is so frustrating about it, is that the reason they weren't overruled by VAIs, they didn't necessarily use that old hoary old phrase they didn't meet the threshold to overturn the decision so what does the refereeing fraternity more damage the Premier League referees more damage overturning a decision during the game so you can get the outcome of a game right or a week later sending a letter to Manchester United (laughs) saying sorry we got it wrong yeah but do you think they did and also that's not the point they thought they got it wrong so surely if you've got a way of putting it right there and then do it. Don't worry about your threshold. If something is wrong, put it right. Don't wait a week later and write a letter. So Dale Johnson from ESPN tweeted this. The PGMOL hasn't said this. As Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said himself, it was the match delegate's report. Sorry to get really nerdy about Oh, OK. This. It's an independent former player or manager. It's not the PGMOL. So so it, the ref blew his whistle too early on the Maguire one, so there's nothing VAR could yeah. do, apparently. But it's an ex-player. Could have been Lee Sharp for a week. Well, it, could be, it could be someone who used to <laughs> lead with their elbows. Well, it was Mike Duxbury, maybe. Maybe. You know? Well, look, maybe I owe then. I probably Here I am quite happy on air to admit I got it wrong. Hawksby wrong. He should resign immediately, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I take it back. Although I still maintain the principle is the same. You know, there, there you are be, right, yeah. There shouldn't be a, a threshold which you can't overrule. You should just... If you think it's wrong, you're sitting in that box. Doesn't matter if that referee's got 10 years on you. Your job is to call it right at that moment. I tend to agree with you. I didn't think there was. I thought the Maguire one should have been allowed because, or the, the fallout from. Was it Marshall put it in, wasn't it? Yeah. There was nothing wrong with that challenge. That should have been allowed. But by the same token, I thought uh, the Brian goal should have been allowed as well. Do you think it, it all evens itself out over I a think season? Over the Brian? course of the season, <laughs> what it, do I think, don't know why I'm getting so upset about That's it, really. Okay. I, I don't, I'm not a fan of either Sheffield United or Manchester. I've got him right, Lather. Over <laughs> nothing and I was wrong but I still maintain the principle is the same if you're sitting in that box in Stockley Park grow a pair basically okay. doesn't matter if the other ref is more experienced than you anyway here we are the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. we're going to talk a bit of golf now I think I'm, I, we're doing this really it's like a community outreach I think it is yeah because we spoke to Rupert Bell last week who had to come back early didn't he from Dubai he was to kind of leave the country as, as the rules around travelling there changed and now finds himself in, in a sort of 10-day isolation. So we don't want him getting lonely. No. And, um, it's slightly abusive of what we're meant to be doing on this radio station. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it's quite nice. Okay, it gives yeah. me a warm right. feeling, though. But, I mean, he obviously can bring something to the table. It's not just, how are you? I'll bring you some bananas next week. It's like, this is a proper conversation about okay, sport. right, I'm with you. Rupert Bell joins us. Good afternoon, Rupert. Good afternoon. Funny enough, my local village shop has left a parcel outside my door with oh. bananas in it. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, that that's is nice. nice. Really? Is that just yeah. a, what, what? Is it a gift or are you, you're going to have to pay for that? 
I'm afraid I think I'm going to have to pay for it. Uh, <laughs> did you, or, I, I did you brought, Rupert? Did you order it? Is it you know because you gave it gave the impression there that you live in this this sort of idyllic village where you yeah. know just people leave parcels outside. But if you've ordered it and it's been delivered, it's that's, called it's well, called a shopping delivery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'm very grateful to the Ilmington Village Shop, uh, yeah. and, and but they there was a bit of a crisis. They brought up yesterday's racing post, which wasn't what I was looking for. So they had, some, some guy had to come back on his bicycle up the hill I live on with a with a fresh copy because oh. I can't go and pop down and get it. But um, he left it at the back door and um, I waved him on his way. Mm. So um, but anyway, I, I know what I'm in for in for 10 days. It, um, I, I signed up for it when I went over there. So um, it, it is what it is. Are um, you keeping yourself and, busy, Rupert? You, you, box setting, is it Queen's Gambit? You, what are you doing? What's the plan? Well, I think so far, uh, I've just done some Cheltenham previews. Uh, funnily enough, I'm, I'm all right. I've, I've got a lot of racing to watch. So, um, yeah. And I, I, I know I live in a lovely part of the country, so my views are, and it's a lovely sort of almost a spring-like day today. So me and Fudge will walk around the garden a couple of times later on after I've I've, I've spoken to you and um, mm. carry on. Um, but, you know, I, I I was privileged to go to Dubai last week and it was nice to see sport, yeah, even in a really controlled bubble environment. Mm. But uh, and uh, and that it, they did great pains to make sure that everyone on the European tour is kept safe with wherever they're playing. And I think they need to be applauded, just like so many other sports are. Uh, are doing that level best to keep the show on the road. Now, we know golf is a game of many rules and an awful lot of etiquette, and there's been this spat that we hope you might be able to um, explain to us. Uh, around Patrick Reed and, and Rory McIlroy playing in the Farmers Insurance Open over in the States, and uh, it, it, it all comes down to whether a, a ball bounced uh, before it came to rest, but it seems to cause quite a stir, Rupert. Yeah, well, it's Patrick Reed causing the stir. <laughs> Unfortunately, he is a golfer who does attract problems, and he has done all through his golfing career. And he, you know, he's probably not the top player on most uh, people's dinner party list. Um, but he is a brilliantly talented player. But the incident this week is they had sort of um, lift and play, but he hit a shot, and he thought the ball was embedded. Um, but it, it didn't, and that means that the ball hadn't bounced on. Well, the TV pictures in hindsight showed that it did. But where he probably slightly went against the rules in many ways is he didn't wait for the rule official, though he was perfectly entitled to do it. And the rules official said he did not break the rule. In fact, I've had a, uh, a last night and I, Bob and I were having a, Bob Butker and I were having a heated conversation mm. about this very uh, topic and about where is the rules. The rules officials say he hasn't broken any rule. And that's their assessment. So for all the bleating for everybody else saying um, he did something wrong, in the eyes of what happened in that incident, on the ground, everybody thought he played it right. They had to take the word of a volunteer who said he thought the ball hadn't bounced. Well, the volunteer obviously, you know, may not have been able to see exactly what happened. But Patrick Reed clearly... Um, Maybe it's the spirit of the game that sometimes he plays fast and loose with rather mm. than the rules. And golf is a game about trust because, you know, when you're you're playing your own ball, you basically have to make the decisions and you call shots on yourself. Yeah. And Patrick Reed probably, in his case, just, you know, makes sure the rules go in his favour. And, and that's why he doesn't endear himself to all and sundry. But where does Roy McElroy come into this story, Rupert? Well, he did something similar as well. 
But you see, it's the reaction of the press to the people. Rory McIlroy always seems to, you know, he's got people saying, right, he did it all for the right reason. Whereas Patrick Reed, in hindsight, you can see that he he looks like he's done something wrong. In Rory's case, less so, but it's in a similar sort of vein mm. because of the way the conditions were. So it is, and this is where golf does get itself in a bit of a pickle with its rules and sort of very sort of in what many people would say were pernickety things that go on out of the go- golf course. You know, if you lay, lay your club, a simple one, in a bunker, well, that is breaking the rules. But sometimes that might just happen by mistake. And yeah. you've got to call shots on yourself. And clearly, when you're playing for as much money as these guys are playing for, sometimes it, the temptation may be not to call Sort of time on, on uh, time on yourself. Rupert, can I ask you this? Uh, James Corrigan, the Telegraph's uh, golf correspondent, has just tweeted this out. It says, RNA and USGA to introduce local rule that can stop Bryson DeChambeau using a 48-inch driver at the Masters in April and planning to bring in local rule to limit the distance a ball travels. Big moment in the game, says James. Well, James and I are doing something similar at the moment. We're both self-isolating for 10 days because we were both in Dubai last mm. weekend. But... That is, I think, quite significant. They have been trying, um, because obviously we've seen Bryson DeChambeau, he was even road testing this 48-inch driver just to hit it further. And what the problem is golf has got is because they are hitting it prodigious distances, golf courses can't keep up. And they're, they're too easy almost for them because, you know, they hit them for 300 yards. So I think it will be a big seminal moment for the sport because if suddenly it really will be differentiating between the professional game and the amateur game, hmm. where, of course, you know, if I hit the ball 250 yards, it's cause for much celebration and joy. A player, you know, we were hearing Paul Casey was saying he could hit a seven iron 200 yards. Well, wow, or even further than that. And you think, wow, they, they play a completely different game. And golf courses are, were, are not designed and given the environmental issues, they've got to find a way to bring it back. It may not you know, the big numbers of hitting a ball 300 yards, but you've still got to be able to get the ball into the hole less than anybody else. So the skill levels will be maintained. And I think that's what they want to try and bring is that the game is an all round game, not just for the ones who can balloon it 400 yards yeah. out down the fairway and, and take out the challenges that the course is designed to create. Well, keep busy, Rupert. That's an important question from Adam in Reading, which I thought yeah. as well. How big is Rupert's garden if you're only doing two laps? Yeah, it's massive. Is it? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's about 50 acres. Yeah, well, Jim I mean, says a man on a bicycle bringing him his newspaper, walking his dog Fudge around the village. Rupert Bell's life sounds like an episode of Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's not far off, Rupert. Is only, it? I've, I've checked, only five-star reviews for the Ilmington Community Shop and Cafe. No, no yeah, bad views. Phil says just passing on our way to Hidcots. All the sign for the cafe. What a little gem we found. Coffee yeah. and cake, delicious. Staff very friendly. Setting so Don't, beautiful. That's very cool because Rupert can't go there at the moment. <laughs> he has to look at it through binoculars through his window. I, know, I can't see it. I can't. Oh, see you it. can't oh, see it. Not from too hill, big. Not on your land. You can't see. You need a telescope. Uh, my best friends are cock pheasants. Are they? Are they really? Fantastic. Uh, cheers, Rupert. Thanks very much. Very there good. we are, going, going slightly mad he is in isolation. Could so be a a big, that could be a big insult in Ilmington, couldn't it? Yeah. Calling someone a cock pheasant. <laughs> He's a cock pheasant. Yeah. Uh, my old mate. It's a, no, it's not that, is it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
from Talksport. Uh, Rupert Bell's been in touch. Mm. Uh, Has so, he? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, he is bored. He isn't is bored. He? He's taking a photo of his dog Fudge. Yeah. Not quite ready for his spin. Uh, says Rupert, but Fudge has his own Twitter account. Oh. It's quite a catchy uh, at, handle. It's the got. sort of Twitter handle that normally says proud dad and says be kind in their bio and then tells me that I've ruined their life for <laughs> sitting in for whoever I'm sitting in for. At Fudge 876-08749. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that's Rupert's home landline, is it? Was, he, one, was he once in prison or something, Fudge? <laughs> I don't, I don't has he done know. time? Yeah, Did he go fu- in there to get his Twitter, jab? I think Fudge is, Fudge is only following one person. Mm. Me, it's only following Rupert. Rupert. Has, and followers, Rupert? has 183 followers, and uh, on the uh, 15th of March 2020, last Fudge last tweeted, uh, quote tweeted Rupert tweeting, me and Fudge will be doing a lot of this over the next few weeks and walking, and Ooh. Fudge tweeted, oh God, can't wait. Wow. So, you know, it's nice that, I mean, they can talk to each other, but they tend to tweet each other, but, you know, wow. tw- Fudge has, you know, his own tablet and uses it, so a bit good worrying, for him. isn't it? Yeah, a bit worrying from Rupert's worrying. point of view. Yeah, we absolutely. see more traffic between the two of them over the next seven or eight days when he's in isolation. Seems to be that Fudge tweets at pretty much the same time that Rupert tweets. Oh, so Rupert okay. tweeted on the 5th of July. Well, they are very close. Poor old Fudge the morning after having seven, seven teeth out, smiling not an option. Fudge says, I'm not feeling that great, was I it, have sorry, to say. Was it Rupert or Fudge who had seven teeth <laughs> out? We don't have those details. Okay. Anyway, um, yes, you've got the de- if you want to follow Fudge, um, I'm sure it, it'll be delighted. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby, Max Rushton here on TalkSport. Now, you may recall in, in the first lockdown, there was an awful lot of talk of uh, around social distancing and two-metre social distancing that Peter Crouch was mm. a pretty good unit of measurement mm. and that gave you a little bit of wriggle room as well, didn't it, really, with a full-length Crouchy, it's sort of six, seven. But uh, taking that a stage further now is uh, the Reverend uh, Nick Bromfield, who has um, acquired a cardboard cutout of Crouchy which he uses for social distancing purposes. Um, he joins us now. Uh, Nick, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, yeah, now, it's, 
this is Peter Crouch, uh, not in one of the, the many kits he wore as a, as a footballer, but kind of 007 style. He's in he's in a sort of uh, dinner jacket, isn't he? Well, now that Mr. Craig's finishing, I think he would be a. Um, <laughs> Really? I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah, Crouchy as Bond. No, no, he's not been in the mix. I've not seen him in the betting, no. No, that's, a, that's well, an interesting he idea. Turned, he only turned 40 on Saturday, I think, so he's oh. in his prime. Yeah, indeed. Um, were you having a particular problem with social distancing before the uh, Peter Crouch cardboard cutout arrived? No, no, not not really. But I, I think the trouble is, um, understandably, we have to use so much signage and guidance to people uh, against uh, getting too close together. And, and in particular... Uh, this rather obscure word mingling. We mustn't allow people to mingle, but no one can actually define what mingling means, uh, least of all in a church. So um, I thought a picture says a thousand words, and so to have a picture of uh, of dear Peter on hand to reinforce the distance rule uh, would be uh, um, money well spent, and it, it certainly has, and it's, it's raised a smile as well. Don't mind me asking, but what do you pay for a cardboard cutout of Peter Crouch online in in a dinner jacket bow tie? As I recall, thirty nine pounds ninety five. Oh, okay, it's cheaper than getting probably his fee is probably more, isn't it? I well, thought it might be an undisclosed uh, fee, but yeah, that's quite yeah. good value. I think. So, yes, we've just been talking about that. I mean, yeah, it would be undisclosed. Yes, yeah. And you're you're he's just there as a sort of visual aid. You're not walking around with him horizontal just to make sure yeah. people are uh, are apart. Well, my, my church warden has indeed uh, laid uh, Mr. Crouch on the floor. To, uh, <laughs> um, but it, it seems a bit of an indignity when he's dressed so well with his Rolex. Uh, yeah. to boot. So we, we stand him back up again pretty smartly. And he greets parishioners as they arrive for um, divine service. Oh, that's nice. So you have him, you have him by the door of the church. So it, yeah. that's nice. Well, it's, it's, I, wonder if, it's, it's, I wonder if Crouchy knows this. Is, is he, I mean, I'd like to think he's aware of it. He may be listening today. I'd like to think he's been used right. in this way. It's a nice positive story, I think. Well, well I, I'd be delighted if he knew. I mean, I've tr- been trying to work out how to contact him through his uh, manager or publicist, but I'm not really sure how to go about that. But I, I would be delighted if he knew. And we were, we were very, very grateful to him. And he's... I mean, he really is universally recognised. It's, it's only, you know, um, very rarely that someone doesn't know who he is. So he's mm. doing a sterling service for the Church of England. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible if he really hated it. And then he sued for well, use of his image won't. rights. It wouldn't it's be very good for his brand. He's not, would it? he's not like that. He wouldn't do that, yeah. I'm sure. It would be nice, really, in a, in a different world if, if he could. Just to, just come down personally in that same outfit one day, Nick. Maybe when we're through all this. Yeah, uh, he will come down and come to your church in Cheltenham, um, yeah. and, and be just, really still. And maybe parishioners won't realise it's not sure the older ones. They may not yeah. catch on. <laughs> That's right. If he stands uh, still enough, they would have loved it for his TV show over over the summer last year. But uh, fantastic. Um, I just I read his autobiography last summer, and I, I think he, I think he would take it in good heart. Yeah. I do have. People are still allowed to sort of worship at the moment. I mean, what what sort of restrictions are are you working under? It, it must be quite difficult, I would imagine. Well, it, it is quite difficult. I, I've just taken a, a, a funeral service an hour ago, actually, and um, I mean, this was a service that could easily attract two hundred people in normal times, but we're limited to thirty because of the need to space everybody out um, in the, in the congregation. So. Things are limited, but we are open and we have services every Sunday, I'm glad to say. And um, people come, you know, and we can people can also watch us online as well, live. Hmm. And so so there's different ways of taking part, but it's not the same. You're quite right. But we do hope 
perhaps by the summer we can get back to something near normal and and we, we're blessed with good congregations so so it'd be lovely to have a full church again what's the uh, what sort of online uptake been for you Oh, very good. I mean, it's interesting. There's a lot of people who um, would normally be in church, but because of shielding or nervousness, they elect to stay home. But we've also, we're also aware we've acquired a kind of shadow congregation of people that may never have come into the church building before, but nonetheless watch online. And um, it's a good reminder to clergy that often people are scared to come into church. You know, they don't know if they've got to pay to come in. They don't know what to do, when to stand, when to sit. It's like... Uh, clergy, you know, when they're trained, are, are often told to go into a betting shop because that can be so alien an experience that that's not unlike what people can feel going into church. You know, it's so out of the normal. So it, I'm really glad to say we've acquired certainly a, a good few hundred online worship, worshippers too. And just finally going back to the Peter Crouch uh, cutout, uh, Nick, them, have they said why he's dressed like this? Was that some sort of promotional thing? Or do you well, understand that, in what circumstances well, he was in this outfit? Well, I, well, I, I looked him up and he, he only seemed available uh, in a DJ. Oh. Uh, uh, maybe because he's played for so many clubs they didn't know what strip to put it. <laughs> It's a very good question. Which kit would you put, Peter Crouch, if you yeah, had to nice. choose one? Put him what in do you see him? Kit. I'm seeing him you in see Stoke. Him in, yeah, yeah, that great goal from distance. Mm, you, see so, him, yeah. you see him in Stoke. I mean, you know, he played, played for Liverpool, for goodness sake. I know that, but I, you asked yeah. me what I saw him. Yeah, I, I saw him at I'm Stoke. In your mind's eye. Well, look, Nick, we, we wish you well. Thank Thanks you, very Nick. much for joining us. Pleasure. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. There we are, Nick uh, Bromfield there, vicar at St Mary's Church in Cheltenham. And we'll pop in and see Nick when we won't be at the festival this year, but we'll be there next year. We'll see if the Crouchy cutout is it's still remembered in about 18 months' time. And uh, and just to uh, bring Andy Jacobs, that's part of my role, you know, yeah. these days I'm here, is to bring some of the references into the, yeah. the 21st century. He, he used Alan Wright as, as yeah. the reference for well, when, if, when if social we, distancing gets down to one metre. To one metre, yeah. So, I, I mean, if... If younger listeners who were listening today would like to Mr. transport Zoyt themselves guys. to yesterday and think Tarek Lamptey, yeah. it's very much the That's same it. sort of joke That's for you. That's it. It's you just Andy did yeah. it for a certain age group yeah. and it's been Tarek Lamptey'd up for the kids. It's part of my role here. Today. Yeah. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. Uh, that was this afternoon show. Things we meant to do today, Max, we didn't get round to, so we'll have to do them tomorrow, won't we? We've got a whole way of getting the listeners involved we never got round to. So we'll do that, and we'll add fresh stuff, and there'll be five more Premier League games. What if we games. have no fresh stuff? What well, is okay, the... we'll just do old stuff. Fine. Yeah, I'll just do old stuff. Yeah. England's left-sided problem, that kind of thing. <laughs> but there are five Premier League games, I'm sure we'll be nice and busy. Uh, hopefully you can listen from one if you can't. The podcast will be available at around five. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.